everyone, it's me again, the Farmer's Guardian's Features Editor, Emily Ashworth. Welcome to the next episode of At Home With. This is a podcast episode that I've wanted to record for quite a while now with a very incredible and inspiring lady. Um, Yes, this month I am at home with and chatting to Beth Withers, or as you may all know her, the face behind the Instagram account, Tractors and Tweed. Now, me and Beth talk all things motherhood, all things farming, all things family, and of course, the balance of it all. Uh, Beth writes our monthly blog this month on the family farm for Farmer's Guardian and each month she manages to perfectly capture what it's like to be uh, a mother and run a farming business. So I strongly urge you to get a cup of tea and sit down as we delve into the very busy life of family farm blogger Beth Withers. Let's, um, you know, just for anybody, any new listeners or anybody who doesn't follow you, Beth, let's talk about um your journey into farming because as we as we know you're not from a farming background and you kind of upsy daisy accidentally landed on a farm and you know now you live this wonderful life in the countryside with your children and your husband so do you want to just tell people a little bit about how that came about yeah so yeah not from a farm background at all normal family kind of went to university ended up in a corporate job in london completely um no idea about agriculture, no interest in getting into agriculture, just always had a countryside passion, like countryside walks and from my home upbringing, but never imagined I'd be where I was. And then basically because of house prices, I decided to move home and and settle up near home. And I then met my husband who is a farmer. Um, He's farmed his whole life uh, in the local pub. So we started dating and ended up getting together. And I set up my social media account and and things from there to share my experience. So I'd never stepped foot on an actual farm. I think I'd been on farm visits when I was little and those kind of things. And I'd never seen the process of birth from an animal all the way through. They have a butcher shop, so all the way through to the end produce. And I never connected the two things together. I'd really naively take a walk through a field and I would walk all over the farmer's crops if I'm being totally honest because I had no concept that that product that was growing there that corn or that wheat was going to then turn into our bread so I've been on a massive learning journey a really steep learning curve in what is I would say quite a closed world my husband felt like everybody knew what farming was everybody knew what these practices were and um, I needed a little dictionary when I first started to understand what he was talking about and I've been on a really big journey now to where I am today. And um, yeah, so we're now a fully fledged family with three young children and I actively help out on the farm and my knowledge is still growing every day. There's still lots and lots to learn. In particular, I would say more in the crop side of things um, than the livestock, just because that has much less interest to me. But yeah, my yeah. knowledge is definitely still growing. Yeah, well, snap to be fair, but I think that's everybody as well. You know, it doesn't matter how long you've been in in farming. That's the beauty of it. Everyone's still learning. There's always something new. So I don't think you're on your own. But was there ever at any point any element of, I don't want to do this. (laughs) This life is not for me. I think it's fair to say we've had quite a few of those because yeah. <laughs> you kind of you meet somebody and obviously you fall in love with somebody and we've had uh, we're really lucky to have the family we've got and everything but you just don't I never thought through the pressures that that farm relationship would add so when you we first got together it was lovely I had rides in the combine and got all the time in the world on the weekends I'd just be with him doing what he was doing at lambing when we then start to get into family life and things like outings just going out with friends or timings of holidays when you then start to add those complexities on which 
aren't a normal nine to five job, I think that's when I've kind of definitely had points where I've gone, God, there's a lot of compromise here. Um, and for him, it's always been his passion. He's done it since he was younger and it's what he's always known. And he's never actually realized that most people or those shift work, but most jobs are Monday to Friday, nine to five. So for yeah. him, he's never had a weekend and that's a really unusual concept. So we have definitely had many a moment where you go, God, this is a lot, a lot to take on. Yeah. I just want to refer back to um I think it was probably the first blog that you wrote for us. Yeah. Just for anyone listening who doesn't know, Beth um writes our This Month on the Family Farm blog, which is a really it captures just farm life and motherhood beautifully. But that first blog was I think it was was it was it Lambing Time? Probably was, yeah. I think and it was just a whole whole scene of you know, your husband kind of <laughs> trying to get this lamb out. Is that right? Oh, yes. Yeah, so this is our first date. So like one the of first our first date, it? dates. Yeah, it was one of our first ever dates and it was lambing. And um, we've been on proper dates, but this was like, oh, come to the farm, come down the farm and slamming. This is where I am. I can't go to the pub kind of thing. So we went to the farm. This was make or break, I think. <laughs> it was probably. I, I was definitely in at this point, sadly. But, you know, we got there. We went to the farm and... His sheep needed assistance and in he went, um, ungloved, I'll be honest, in he went and his hand went straight up and pulled out this little lamb and I had never seen any form of birth in my life and all the juices and everything came out, which now I'm totally used to and my friends yeah. sort of pulled the face that I definitely pulled and I had to sit down at the table. <laughs> I nearly fainted and uh, he'd really laugh at me now when you think back to that story, but I'd never seen anything like it and he was so used to it. But yeah, I can see me now. I sat on the hay bale looking like a total uh, idiot. But that's <laughs> how we've come. And it's lovely to share that with other people because you just don't see it. Um, even like a bit like one born every minute, I suppose, when you watch it on the telly and you see what happens, the inside, I never seen anything like it. So um, it was a real relationship breaker, shall I say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually as well, you know, when you say about, um, you obviously starting your social media to kind of document this journey and also help other people understand. Looking back, I actually think you probably started it, you know, like maybe prime time social media when actually a lot of people wanted to know a bit yeah. more. Because we've only snowballed, snowballed since then, really, of people kind of wanting to get this little slice of, you know, farming countryside heaven. So you probably, you were probably there at the right time as well. Yeah, I never, it wasn't something actually that was instigated by me, being totally honest. I was at work in my corporate world yeah. And every week when I used to go in, my friends and I could specifically remember one lady would always say, oh, what happened this weekend? What have you done? Because they were really fascinated by the fact that I'd go in and say, oh, we'd had a calf, we had a lamb or the combine did this. And they really enjoyed it. And yeah. there was a lady at work and she said, oh, you should share this. People would really want to know. And I said, that's a good idea. I'd enjoy that. So it was actually through work that I set it up and started sharing it and then they just loved following it and hearing about it and gradually more and more people joined and, and started to listen and, and want to know what was going on. I always want to know this as well. So when you get, you know, the amount of followers that you've got with Tractors and Tweed, are you a bit like, maybe shock's not the word, but you know, you, you do your, you go about your everyday life and you just think why, you know, what it is, what is it about what I'm doing that people relate to but I do think you're really relatable especially as like you know I've got two young children I I, I do I love seeing other people's realities and I, and, I, and I think you tell it how it how it is as well there's no kind of 
I tried. I don't suppose you can sugarcoat a farming anyway, but <laughs> there is. I think there is certain things that I think you know you do try not to show. You know, you don't want to see yeah. the sheep around the corner that sadly died. I do share bits, but you know, you have a respect for what's happened. But yeah, I think some days I'm completely at home with the kids and I'm stuck here, and I think nobody wants to see this, but people actually that is the reality is every day is different and yeah. I tried to share that reality it, it is daunting because sometimes I think nobody's going to want to watch this like me I don't know I put on me cleaning my fire yesterday but actually people you can really relate to that because you share hints and tips and everybody's yeah. going through that same and and it takes off that kind of daunting factor about it so I am very much for the reality um and I think if I think of myself, I've certainly myself had a bit of a purge over Christmas of getting rid of some of the less reality accounts. And that's because I find that as a mother, there's so much pressure already. When I see these, I, I have to say, I see these clean houses, and I think, how? We have this Instagram versus reality. It's definitely not possible in my house. If you ever look at my skirtings, they haven't been wiped, to be honest, <laughs> I haven't put in. And yeah, okay, we all like to have an organised, and it feels great to learn the hints and tips, but it isn't the reality of day-to-day -day life. Um, there's so many things going on that everywhere can't be perfect the whole time. So I like to try and share that reality and that realism so that other people can kind of connect and feel comforted that they're not on their own in that. Yeah, I'm completely with you there. I think, you know when when you follow all these other you know perfect instagram lives you get so caught up you 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 know that you shouldn't be yeah. but you get so caught up on it that it's really hard to 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 kind of claw your way out of that you know you could i could be sat here working now and i'm thinking i need to move that toast that's over there on the floor that you know henry threw through six hours ago but i just haven't had time to do it and I've got, yeah. you know, I've got better things to be doing. So, yeah, no, I think you're completely right there. But do you want to just tell us a little bit about the children? Because they're all very cute and they're all very lovely. So just tell tell everybody yeah. how old they are and, um, you know, a little bit about them. So, yeah, so my eldest is called Henry. So he's four and he's in reception at the local school. So he started school last September. We've then got George uh, that's three, so quite close in age. Um and he is kind of at nursery. And then our youngest is Jack, who is about 15 months, just over one. Um, they're all boys, as you can tell uh, by the names, but they are a handful, very active. And I think it's fair to say we're just kind of getting into the rhythm of everything now. It's been a lot of years of me either being pregnant and feeding and yeah. having young babies and toddlers. So we're just kind of getting to that age now where I feel like we're getting our rhythm as a family. But um, yes, we've had a lot of years of pregnancy and children, young children in our, in our household. What has this kind of always been? I mean, I don't really like to say to people, did you want children? Because it's a question that's very, very personal. But in terms of, you know, was family life always something that you envisioned? Yeah, I always wanted a family. Actually, in, in realistic states, my husband would hate me to say that I'd have five or six children. I'd love, yeah. always dreamed of a big family. Um, but when reality comes in and fitting them in a car and how tired I am, I think yeah. oh, I'm done with three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with three. But I did always envisage a big family and I did always want that. So, yeah, it's been part of that. And until you obviously start to have children, you can't relate to the work and things that go into it. So yeah. as I've had the children, I've kind of got to the point of, okay, no more. Um, we're happy with where we are. But yeah, it was something that I always wanted. And also though, the fact that you, you know, you're know you bringing your children up in an environment as well that you probably never thought that you were <laughs> going to have a family in. So, you know, kind of 
how does that feel to th- to look back at you know your former life and then actually think wow I've got three children and a farm yeah we I, I think we're really blessed in that they get to experience that they get to learn that and they have yeah. this space that nothing can ever compare to where they can go and see things and that I couldn't imagine I could have taught them otherwise but at the same time it means that at weekends we're not doing the things that I probably envisaged we were and we're not having the holidays that I probably envisaged that we were um because that's the compromise we have so in some ways it's fabulous because they have all of these elements that I never anticipated and they've just traded out for the other things that I thought they would have had yeah, I mean, this is something that I wanted to talk about a little bit later on, but we're on it now anyway, that I do think there's something so uniquely beautiful about being able to, I mean, obviously, you know, the, there's there's hard days like like the rest of, you know, the, the population who've got children, but bringing your kids up on a farm, there's something so special about that, I think, and they get access to all these, you know, wonderful scenes and the natural rhythm of life and uh you know life and death as well which I think is really important actually because it's not shoved in the faces but it's kind of just an an ongoing process going on in the background and a respect for animals and I mean that's amazing yeah they 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 certainly see it if you took lambing as a great example they see life and death every day with lambing that's just part of lambing that I never was aware of but I got used to and now they're used to from a young age so they they understand it they kind of have it going on constantly so although they might not relate it to other things they do start to learn especially as my eldest is now obviously getting to an age where he can see and read and understand things more he questions things more and asks and what was it from and it's really good to see then putting that together, those scenarios of what might have caused this and was it preventable and and those kind of things. Um, But there's so much throughout the year. Lambing's a fantastic time because they get to feed and play with the lambs, which they love. They just kind of run all over the place. But even at harvest, going out picnics in the field, watching the combine, that's a really nice family time to kind of stop and reflect. And in general, if I could get them out the food store, I would. They love just put them in the feed store with a bucket and a spade and they'll just, it's like they're yeah. on the beach. They'll just be in yeah. there. <laughs> digging. I don't know what it is with boys and digging. They yeah. love digging. They dig for ages, filling up their <laughs> driving around. And it gives them as well a sense of responsibility because they help us do the feeding. They help us understand that a bit like countryside code, this gate has to stay shut so the cows don't escape. So there's a real early sense of responsibility that we can put into them it's um my biggest worry is the safety being totally honest with them on the because yeah. there's three of them and they're all quite young so they can go in different directions pretty fast yeah. um, but it's about giving them that balance of freedom to learn and the responsibility of what the consequence might be if you do something so it's it's really good for them to watch them grow and develop and help each other as well yeah so there's two things there that I want to pick up on really but the first one is that and your blogs do this for me every single time there's always something in your blog that just like it like evokes a memory for me from my childhood and that's again that's what I think is so special like, I didn't actually live on a farm but my dad was a um a, an agricultural contractor so obviously summer was you know hugely busy for him but the amount of times that mum would you know would drive up get lost that was a that was a definite in this story like we'd always get lost couldn't find the right blooming field couldn't find the right gate to go through 
but we'd be taking in food or taking in fish and chips and it'd be really sunny, but it was like the evening. So everything was just calming down and we'd just sit in a field like on the bonnet of the car or in the tractor eating fish and chips. And then dad, you know, dad'd be like, oh, you know, do you want to stay with me? And I'd be like, yeah. And just drive, ride around in the tractor. He'd just take me home. And it's just like, that's just always going to be with me now. That's such a, like a lovely memory. Um, but yeah, the other aspect, like you're saying, farm safety, how, as wonderful as it is bringing children up on farm, how do you actually, you know, the logistics of it is quite, <laughs> it would be quite hard, you know, how how do you balance kind of farm life, farm work, keeping them safe, all that sort of stuff, how do you find that? Um, oh, pressureful, <laughs> there's quite yeah. a lot on your shoulders sometimes, I think. We, the winter's probably the worst because it takes like an hour to get them all geared up. You get outside, someone's got cold hands and that's it, game over. But they're, as they're getting older, it is easier. I'll be totally honest with you. But yeah. it's kind of, when they're newborn, great. They fall asleep for an hour, leave them in the car or wherever they are, they're safe in their pram and they don't move. So that's fantastic. When you get that middle ground, which we're at now, we've got obviously the one-year-old and the three-year-old, they're moving, but they're not moving in a safe way. And that is a lot of pressure. In terms of like juggling, I feel like we've actually found our rhythm and looking back at the last few years, it's only now I've gone, God, it's been hard. It's been so yeah. hard the last few years because we've always had either me recovering from birth or pregnant or a baby or a toddler. And we always had all of those elements going on with my corporate job, with the farm and the home life. And it's been exhausting to be totally honest. It's only over Christmas this year we've sat down and gone, okay, the oldest is getting there. I'm actually back to full health and not pregnant, nothing going on. And we're starting to find a rhythm of how it all works together. But truthfully, it's exhausting. I don't I don't think there is any other way to describe it other than that. It's a constant on your mind from the washing to being done to the animals being fed to where's the children to is this safe it's it's a constant list of ongoing pressure um that you have to spot the joy in and work through and that's what family life is yeah I think that's that's you know you're perfectly right there you've got to spot the small you've got to take the small wins small yeah. wins every day because <laughs> I think it's changed a lot hasn't it as well like being being a mum now feels feels like it I can't you know speak for everybody but it feels like it's a different ball game now to what it maybe used to be just in terms of you know I was saying before about social media like I don't know you just feel on it all the time like you're supposed to you're supposed to capture these memories you're supposed to tell everybody about it you're supposed to want to do things with your children all the time like I don't know there just seems like a lot of external pressures that we've got to kind of endure now rather than just rolling with the everyday and enjoying it for what it is really and you know if we have a mishap then we have a mishap it's no big deal rather than think you know kind of kind of yeah. having that, oh, that pressure of oh my god I've scarred my children for life for doing this and all that sort of stuff it does feel like a whole different ball game I think I feel it's interesting because I obviously work in the corporate world as well so I think I don't know if it's the nature of what we're surrounded by and you've got all these emails flying in and out. You've got meetings and you have to be here on this time. And then if I add motherhood on top, got to be at school, got to have this reading book, got to do the homework. That list, you know, that list that's in your head. Have we got the washing of the dog's fed? Is the shop coming? All of that's going on. 
And quite often, actually, I don't know if because my husband's surrounded by nature a lot more and surrounded by the animals and the pace, therefore, not saying it's slower, but it's more connected and it's more relaxed. Yeah. Some evenings he'll say, what are you doing? Just sit down. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> He's great at it. I'm terrible. He's great. And he'll say, just sit down. It doesn't matter if that exactly about the toast, if that dirty dish is there, it makes no yeah. difference. We'll do it in half an hour or wherever. We'll work together and we'll do it. Just sit down. And I am terrible and I think it is that you're constantly surrounded by this got to do it by a certain time seeing other people doing these things that you then think oh I should be doing that um and he doesn't have any of that so it, it really gives headspace when we come together for me to slow down actually and sometimes I try and give him a little speed up to be honest as well but yeah, yeah. I think meet in the middle somewhere that would be nice <laughs> definitely yeah definitely um, so what do you think you know has motherhood well, obviously, for, you know, entering the farming industry as well, that, that will have taught you various things about yourself and about, you know, just the way in which the farming world works. But what about being a mother as well? What has that taught you about yourself? Have you learned anything? Oh, that's an interesting you? question. Very interesting question. Well, because um, for, for me, for example, you know, pa- patience is like a big thing for me. Like I've got... I've learned that actually I've got the tools within me to be a very patient person. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty patient actually. I would say my husband's terrible with patience. He's awful. I'm really yeah. I, I think I am actually quite patient and I have been. Um I think I've probably learned to put myself first. And that sounds really odd saying that I've had children, but I think before I would have a lot of I'd say friends or things on my agenda that actually weren't doing me any good and weren't actually good for for my time so I think now I'm learning to prioritize because the children come first and then the farm and then the house and then it's you kind of bottom of the pile I've learned to be probably very careful with my time and trying to make sure that I'm looking after myself and what I'm doing is actually time worthy going to bring me joy and bring me happiness so I think that's probably the biggest learning for me is that time is really precious I can't believe that I'm even a mother you saying that word sounds really weird and I've got a nearly five-year-old so it would be that the time is precious um would be for me probably my biggest learning yeah yeah I know exactly what you're saying I was looking at holidays for because my my little girl's at school as well now but we're looking at October holidays and it asked you to put the age of your children in and I was like hold on seven and by that point Henry will be three I'm like oh my gosh how I can't be in charge of a seven and a three-year-old that's insane how have I kept these people yeah. alive <laughs> for that long. Them, yeah. that's it. <laughs> it just it goes so quick and it's that saying that when older people say it goes so quick you think oh you know I'm young we don't think about yeah. that and not because you always, you do always see yourself as young. So I still see myself as 18 and 21 and I'm not. Yeah. You just, you just forget. You just forget. Yeah. So, yeah. And I look at other people um, who are about to have babies and I really just want to, I want to tell them everything, but you, it doesn't matter what people tell you before you have children. Like you, you just, until you have that baby in your arms, that's the point where you go, oh, I get I it. Yeah, I completely agree. I know that I remember my mom saying before I had mine, life will never be the same. And, you know, you won't be able to do all these things you think you can. I remember thinking, oh, what are you going on about, mom? Yeah. And now I've had them and she was like, oh, there you go. And you kind of think, oh, yeah, it's so true. Um, my friend's about to have a baby soon, in about a couple of weeks. So I'm really Aww. looking forward to having a little 
little squeeze yeah. and a snuggle of hers, yeah. but without the responsibility. Yeah. So, <laughs> really to that. Yeah. I think when you get to that point where you're thinking you can give give them back, that's when you know yeah. you've, you've potentially done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you have any, um, you know, certain maybe mottos that you kind of abide by or... Um, key things that you try and you know live by like for for me particularly with um my little girl Maggie you know we kind of our three things every day that we say to each other is remember to be kind remember to try and be calm um and remember to try and treat people the way that you would like to be treated um so they're, they're the three things that we talk about most most well in fact we know we talk about them every day if I'm being honest do you yeah. guys have anything similar or we don't particularly. As, as a family, from when I was younger, I think the one thing we always said the most was was never let people bring you down. I'll always remember my dad saying that. If you if you yeah. got a vision and you think you should be doing something, don't worry about what people are saying. Um, and I'll always remember my dad saying that. And my granddad actually used to call it a monkey on your shoulder. And he used to say, don't let the monkey be on your shoulder. Um, and he bought yeah. me a little monkey teddy once that I can picture now, actually. It was a little round fluffy monkey. And he used to say, don't let the monkey be on your shoulder. And I think as a family, that's something I've brought with me is to to make sure that you're you're doing you, as we say now nowadays. You do you, and I'll do me. And and um, that's probably the biggest mantra I've passed on is we're we're proud farmers. We're proud of what we do, and I'm proud of my children learning this way of life and this cycle of life. And we should be proud and stand for us and keep going. So I think that's probably our biggest mantra as a family. Yeah, no, that's a lovely one. That's really nice. Just going back to social media, do you do you get a lot of messages from other like mums or yeah, do you get a lot of connection on there? I'm terrible at replying, so I'll put that on here now. So sorry to anybody that follows me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. I do. I get lots of messages. Just and the the lovely thing is, it's um it's just connections of reality. So I put on one yesterday of Jack's climb, learnt to climb on the table and get in his high chair on his own, which is really scary because it looks like it's going to fall off but so many people relating to it kind of saying oh, I remember this milestone and it's it's really lovely to see that um I quite often get questions about the farm when I put something on about you know what kind of breeds and things are which I'm, I'm really rubbish at sharing and I need to get better but um yeah I get quite a few messages that I'm, I try to do my best to reply but sometimes I'll be honest that it's pressure so I try not to put pressure on myself to reply and I try to just keep going and hopefully the answers will come through the content and people can relate to that yeah no I think like I said before you know you everything you do Beth is just so re like relatable and just down to earth I think it's hard not to kind of get involved with everything you do so yeah no I, re I really enjoy not only like following you on Instagram but working alongside you as well with with your blogs at Farmers Guardian um as we said before I kind of want to end this on a high we're both feeling very January yeah it feels like spring is such a long a long long way off and I know it's not but you know that slog from before Christmas because especially when you've got kids like you you're in that run-up to Christmas way before Christmas actually actually starts so it feels a, a lot longer than it really is and now we get to this point and it's just it's quite dreary it's gray hard to get motivated you two things you said in this month's blog about something really poignant actually and it like I said it really struck me you know it wasn't that long ago that we kind of if we could even just go for a walk with our friends or be able to catch up whether it, you know I think it was like the rule of six or whatever six of you are allowed to go to the pub together 
that felt amazing. So actually we probably just need to take take what we can, take, you know, remember how much we appreciated doing those little, little things. But what are you guys looking forward to in spring? Have you got any plans? Have you got any upcoming things with the boys or? We don't have any holidays or anything, but which is what I would love, a nice holiday. Um, yeah. But lambing is our thing. So we start lambing at the beginning of March. And for me, that's the sign of the weather's starting to turn. We all get outside together, lambs bouncing about and lambs to bottle feed. So that for us is our kind of the thing on the horizon that I'm looking forward to. Um, there's nothing else, unfortunately, exciting going on, but just lambing is our really big thing. We um, also have the butcher's shop, so we're trying to do some more things this year, a bit more interesting there and, and kind of expand and diversify that. So I think that's quite exciting for us to be looking to the future and what does that mean this year? So they're kind of the two things, but definitely that sign of baby lambs for me is what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, brighter days and when the daffodils start popping up on the side of the yeah. road, but I just, I love that. I love that. I do, I do love the log fire, but yeah, January's just dragging on a little bit now for me. Yeah, there's got there's a line. We're we're all over it now, aren't we? <laughs> um, and just finally, really, obviously looking back, you know, from the very start of your journey to to now, what what do you love about the fact that you get to live this life that you live in with your children in a beautiful part of the country? You've got your own little kind of lovely you know you've got your own little lovely story um I think some if I think about it sometimes the other I think the other weekend actually we were all down the farm together the cows were being fed and various jobs were going on and we were on the kind of hay bales and sat just having a little snack and a hot chocolate and it's that in amongst that carnage because there is carnage there is noise levels which I, I switched off to but my dad assures me the noise is out of control <laughs> and there's people everywhere and there's stuff everywhere and that you can sit there and just have that moment together in nature we can hear what's going on around us we're connected to the world it can be raining and we're sat in this little hay shed and um it is like I said in the, the blog for this month, it's just it's so easy to forget the importance of those little moments. And it's just those little moments within it all when you just have that minute silence, the birds are chirping, the cows are moving, and you just think, this is lovely. We're so, so lucky to have what we have as a family and to be able to bring them up in this way and have these moments together. So that would be it for me. Yeah, that's lovely. However, you as 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 a mother you always know as well there's a beautiful moment of calmness <laughs> and it's always followed always followed by carnage yes, <laughs> whoever's finished the snack first goes for somebody else's and that's what it yeah. <laughs> and, and the mouth's broken yeah that's it <laughs> okay, <someone> else. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of at home with I'm sure you're all going to flock to Instagram now and give Beth a follow because her account of farm life and motherhood really is wonderful. These episodes come out at the beginning of each month, but in between, why not catch up on other episodes by visiting fgensight.com forward slash podcasts or by subscribing on your favourite platform. That's it for now from me, but hopefully I'll see you next time. <laughs>